everyone. I'm Denise Urbans. And I'm Mike Urbans, and welcome to It's Your Water. I'm glad you found us. These podcasts, everybody's been listening, watching. Do you watch podcasts? No. You see, I'm old school, people. Are based really on me spewing out 32 years of my experience in this uh, water treatment business. I don't know. It's probably more than 32 years, but I like to say, but I only got smart after maybe five years in the industry. So Mm. what's the math? I don't know how it works out. And over these years, we use a lot of products. There's a lot of different products, all kinds of stuff to fix people's water. Over the years, the one, I think, if I had a Hall of Fame, the one product, I hate to say revolutionary, but it is zeolite material, aluminosilicate sediment filtration product. It has a funny name, and I had a spell it out in phonetics, it's clinoptilolite, clinoptilolite, it's C-L-I-N-O-P-T-I-L-L-O-L-I-T-E, not clinophilia, don't get that mixed up, that's fear of beds. That could be trouble. Yeah, fear of beds. And when I searched it on the internet, clinophilia comes up, I was like, what the heck? So I, I've never heard of it, but guys, no, all right. But yeah, you, know, you search the internet. But it's, now, it's, now we can find the relationship here if you think hard, Michael. What? If you're... Clino, it's a filter ag. It's, it goes in a, in a filter bed. There it is. Yeah. Don't I don't know. Don't fear don't, the bed. Yeah. <laughs> don't fear what we're not going to tell you about other material, not this stuff. But it's been around. It has, it's under a brand names. Now that's just, that's just the uh, scientific name, but the brand name that we sell it under is Filter Ag Plus. It's actually manufactured as Turbidex. T-U-R-B-I-D-E-X, but they private label it. You can't really buy it direct from them. Foreign users can, but Clack Corporation licensed it as Filter Ag Plus. Not Filter Ag, which is a different material, but Filter Ag Plus. But I have a bold statement because this stuff is so incredibly suited for filtration that filter sand is dead. It's dead to me. Once I started using this product many years ago, the filter, it's performed so incredibly well. And I kid you not, it's it's like comparing a Model T to a Lamborghini, like the Wright Brothers plane to a fighter jet. I mean, it's that polar opposite or the performance is that incredible, just to get my point. So they have a lot of aliases, uh, these zeolites. Uh, other people sell it as zeoprep, nexane, chemsorb. They are from a different mine. They're not the same as the Turbidex product, the Filter Ag Plus product. That's uh, very important. There are seams where this stuff is mined. I just like to be, I say, competitively territorial because I feel it's a superior product. And we've used it for many years and it's it's, um, really fleshed out to be a good product. So the geek stuff on it here is what the heck is it? Well, it's actually an ancient volcanic ash deposited in Texas. Kind of sounds like a country western song, you know. There's volcanic ash down in Texas <laughs> where I'm going to filter you. All right, oh, all okay, right, all right. keep going. Well, that's going to be my next podcast, to how well I sing. So it's a deposit uh, many billions of years ago. It's there, but it's a special seam There was many zeolites out there. Zeolites are very common, but 
it was the pressure, I'd say the uh, nature of that area in the uh, science that you know happened over a million years that created a very high quality zeolite. So this seam is extremely pure. Other uh, zeolites, since it's volcanic ash, you can imagine has a lot of metals and because volcanic ash is, is basically molten rock. Coming out of the earth. Yeah, and it came up. So rock contains different elements. Well, this was extremely pure. So they, they really found a good source. So what makes it really, really neat is if you view it under an electron microscope, the granulars reveal it's a, it's a very angular, rough shape. Lots of nooks and crannies. So there's a lot of microporous void spaces as small as three microns. This kind of creates, and this is where the difference is, this is where I'm going, a surface area over 100 times greater than silica sand, like pool sand, filter sand. We always use these sand products. So 100 times greater. So what happens is it has a lighter bulk density and it's lighter because it has more micropores. So it's more, let's say there's more pop in the popcorn with this material. So you get a really, really incredible filter media that filters down to three microns. For those of you who don't know, human hair is 40 microns. My hair is no microns. Mm -hmm. The human red blood cell is seven microns. So It's good to know. Yeah. So you can compare it. So just for the record, silica sand or this filter sand that we generally use what Michael would have us use in the past is a hundred pounds per cubic foot. Right. So it's very dense. Very dense. And and not like popcorn at all. No. So you're basically using the corn, not the popcorn. Right. Uh, <laughs> I, I this is the second podcast we've done where we've popped some corn. Well, yeah, really. Well, yeah. it's kind of KDF. You know, KDF. Cubes. You're right. Yeah. There you you're go. Right. I like so, this. So so where where are we going to apply this miracle sand or, or miracle filter media called filter ag plus? It's mostly what we what we applied here as as a company. Or we we don't sell direct, but to the dealer network, we find it mostly used on well waters with high sedimentation and industrial clarifiers like steel mills or side streaming uh, cooling towers. Uh, mm-hmm. Steel mills industrially they are very challenging. So when they uh, quench the giant steel bars that come out, they have to quench them with water, and that just Basically, if you've seen it, it explodes and the slag and all this junk goes down into a pit. And then the pit comes around and then they go into filtration. Well, I'd like to say we've kind of revolutionized uh, a lot of applications where they used old sand filters in that application. And they would blind out in a matter of hours and they had to keep backwashing and use tons and tons of water. I'll explain that later. But you could side stream cooling towers. We just had a glycol. They uh, filtered a glycol loop where there's a lot of junk in there. Mm-hmm. So they side stream. Um, so it's basically inert. The glycol is not going to yeah. be affected by mm-hmm. it? No, it's, uh, it doesn't goo it up. So it's extremely tolerant. And you can actually filter down to five microns with 97% efficiency. There's no real filter media out there that can claim that. And I've seen it. I've seen pure garbage go into this media 
And as long as you have backwash or a backwash source equal to what you need to backwash it, the stuff it works great. I do have one question. Sand is commonly used in a multimedia filter. So you have this, the gravel, gravel, and then you have the sand, and you have the anthracite sitting on top. Are you suggesting that you would get rid of a multimedia filter entirely? Absolutely. I have not applied a multimedia bed in 10 years. How least. far, if you had the garnet in there, you'd get rid of the garnet too? Get rid of it, all of it. This is a direct drop-in to... If you have an existing filter tank with multimedia is mm-hmm. what, what they are, you can absolutely back that out and put this in with gravel base, put this in as a direct replacement, and the performance goes above 50%. Would uh, you change the laterals? Well, that's, yeah, that's the engineering. We've had to on big industrial systems. You have to address the whole, the whole application. That's where, when you get in big industrial, you should call, but residential stuff as long as your laterals your distribution is not compromised and they have flow and you still put a gravel subfill on a residential you have to do a gravel subfill okay but that's what makes it so nice is you get rid of the multimedia you put the filter ag plus in going forward with that same concept is it a very expensive filter media no the thing is it's one bag of media when you go to multimedia you have to stock Mm-hmm. anthracite mm-hmm. you have to stock sand maybe two two different sizes of sand you have to stock two different sizes of garnet then you have to stock gravel then you have to get them in the right layer mix how much sand do i put in how much and then you have all these half bags all this mess all this extra stuff lying around where with this put it in and it's a huge advantage and then the multimedia and getting it right. Uh-oh, I put the sand in first. Uh-oh, you know, this is foolproof. Right. So. Right. Is there a downside to it? Well, the only downside is the initial uh, conditioning of it. It's a little powdery, so you have to cycle the material. Industrially, it really matters where you have to backwash it, let it rest, backwash it let it rest. And what happens is, is you start driving the fines out of the bed. Mm-hmm. Once you do that, the bed is conditioned. Otherwise, if you hit it full flow, you might get a big pressure drop. It'll play up. Initially. This is just initially. Residentially, uh, you know. You still you, backwash it. You backwash it and you backwash it a couple of times. It comes right up clean. That's it. The initial conditioning is the most important thing. You know, when you compare it down to sand, anthracite, and which also needs backwashing, but this needs less backwashing. And that's where we're saying, will it replace an existing media bed? This is a podcast. We're not going to get in the engineering of it. But the takeaway is it's an exact replacement for a sand bed. It's a lighter material. The big advantages are you get a deep bed filtration, not the top three inches. You use the whole column of this filter media. What happens is with multimedia and sand, you're only using the top three inches. Right. So what happens is your DP, your differential pressure, comes up fast on a sand bed. So you got to keep backwashing it, run it, backwashing it. So instantly you get savings in water usage because you're using the whole bed much longer run times Mm -hmm. than a sand bed. So right away, you're saving thousands of gallons. 
which is again, ties into your wastewater, ties into everything. So that is probably the biggest advantage is using the whole bed. The high sediment removal capacity results in uh, longer filter runs. So with the longer filter runs, you get substantial backwash savings in, in water, backwash water. Another thing is you get a higher service flow rate. So you can run this a lot harder than you would a sand filter. So now you can use a smaller bed, diameter tanks, less backwash. Smaller footprint. Smaller footprint. So you get a higher flow rate. So you got space savings, reduced shipping, of course, because it's lighter. It's only 50 pounds per cubic foot. Sand's 100 pounds per cubic Mm -hmm. foot. Big difference. It's a direct replacement to multimedia, as we talked about. It's NSF listed, environmental products, not manufactured. And again, you're stocking one product, not four or five like multimedia. Makes that rebed process a lot easier. It does. It does. Just think of it as a hyper-efficient filter material and as a direct replacement to multimedia. We've stopped using it. There's just some... You know, old school people that think that's what it is, it's specced in. But if you can get this specced in, especially commercially, the advantages are huge and they see it right away. The payback is enormous. Mm-hmm. We had one place save hundreds of thousands of dollars. We have lots of examples of overall water, savings, you yeah. know, the, the filter nozzles don't wear out, the backwash savings, the, the rebed how often they're rebedding the material. This lasts a lot longer. It is really uh, amazing stuff. I mean, hate to sound like an infomercial, but it's it's just one of these things that I thought we would we have to do a podcast on because we apply it so much and I've had so much success. It hasn't bitten us in the butt as long as you apply to the specification sheets that are on our website or out there on the internet, but you apply it right. Yeah, we're not you the only ones that you sell You won't this. get burned. We'd like to buy it, have you buy it from us, but yeah, we're not the only yeah, ones who sell but. it. I do have one question. Mm-hmm. You're talking about very large applications. Is it available in a cartridge filter? No, because you have to backwash it. Okay. For that, I, I don't think it would be practical, but you could use it ahead of cartridge filters and it would save your cartridge filters forever. Yeah, yeah that yeah. would be commercial again. But people replace cartridge filters with this material and... Of course, you like the recurring revenue of replacing cartridges, but you also want to keep your customer happy. And there are examples of places where they replaced, you know, many thousands of dollars worth of cartridge filters using this material. Mm -hmm. The frequency. So now you you wouldn't use it. You would use it in place of. So for the most part, what we're talking about is, I go back to the word turbidex, you're removing the turbidity from the water. Yeah, turbidity, sand, and things down to uh, five microns. It'll go below physical. that. It's a physical. It's a physical filter, filter. but you know, hyper-physical filter, right? Just the nooks and crannies of the volcanic structure of the zeolite. Is grabbing everything. Uh, is grabbing, yeah, just about everything. If you did, like, look at, it's graphic. I mean, we'll have it up on our website. If you look at sand and filter media, the, the surface area is almost smooth. If you looked at this material, it is incredibly porous. It's just this, this, it's just this matrix structure to it where so it can trap. So you're saying it's incredibly porous. Is it 
it's not absorbing anything. It's just pulling it in and then you're blowing it off when you backwash it. Right. It's what I mean. It has a lot of nooks and crannies. It does have some ion exchange properties, weak ion exchange properties. Not a reason to sell it, though. No. It does have some other properties to it, but really, we just apply it to uh, turbidity. Say if you're precipitating iron in a tank, so you have chlorine and uh, mm-hmm. or some kind of uh, flocculant, and you're precipitating that material, then you filter it. This will do an incredibly wonderful job. Okay. So what I'm pointing out here is here, it'll take a huge amount of uh, dirt and, uh, in certain instances oils but not for residential don't you know yeah. we're saying it but it can clean up with some chemical cleaning if it's really really you goop it up you can put sodium hydroxide and chlorine through it and okay. actually and it clean has no up. effect on it so you mm-hmm. would put it after an iron filter yeah incredibly strong so you can do that you could put it as a pre-filter it really just has a uh, an incredible affinity to small filtration so just think of it as stop using multimedia and sand filters. If you were even thinking of using that, this is the material to go to. Try it. Yeah, try it. That's And trust the frog. How to say that. <laughs> I know. We've got to get that out there, right? Trust the frog. Hashtag trust the frog. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.